Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, Ruth here. And now the beef price has gone rocketing up for reasons no one's explained. We are minted here at Brookfield, rolling in the stuff. If you are too, you might consider chucking a bit towards Dumpty Dum. You can do it through patreon.com. Then you get all the extra stuff, apparently. Interviews and, you know, whatever it is they do. I don't know. I haven't got time to listen. Too busy trying to wrestle Jill into a home. Bye. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, we are on Market Street in San Francisco. And if I go round and ask everybody to introduce themselves, you're going to believe that we're actually not. So I'm going to start with the American first to prove that we are in America. So who are you? I'm Adrienne Covarubias. Natalie Down. Uh, Simon Willison. Charlotte. Ratcliffe. Need a little bit more, Charlotte. Charlotte Ratcliffe. Ian Griffin. Right, so we are actually in San Francisco. It's the edge of the known world. And we are going to do what all good dumdy dummers do at the end of an archers meetup, which is, what is it, Audrianne? We sing a dumdy dum. We sing a dumdy dum. And it's, all, it's customary for the new members to actually start the rendition. Dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum. No, 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 no. That's oh. not how you start. Oh. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, uh, this, okay. this, this is Sorry. a group thing, sir. Sorry. It's a group okay, thing. Okay, All right. Okay, okay. 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 That's a rookie error. A rookie okay. error. Rookie error. You can edit it No, no, no. <laughs> For comic effect, we'll leave that in. All right. Okay. So. A one and a two. Three. There you go. This is the San Francisco chapter of Dum Dee Dum forward slash the Archers meetup signing off. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the casual hookup that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the endless bickering that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our friends with benefits arrangement, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Royfield's San Francisco Posse. And Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction 
Or invest heavily in a lunatic enterprise because you're a bit annoyed that someone ate your sticky toffee pudding, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Uh, thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, and to Derek for Loan in the Back Bedroom. Derek is very saddened at the resignation of Robert Mugabe, who is always regarded as an inspirational leader. Uh, he has written to Mr. Mugabe offering this sanctuary. Episode, we hear views from Glenn Fullerlove, who thinks Ambridge needs some reading. Jane, who's had an epiphany. Martin, who thinks Justin's going to be fingered. <laughs> Lord, I knew I was going to laugh on that. I'm such a dirty devil, aren't I? More than we said for Pip. Oh, or anyway, Archie will be coming in for that anyway later. Or is it Albie? I can't remember what. And Lord Louise, who thinks Matt's an interesting <laughs> asshole. Uh, and the lesson about fingering interesting assholes, the better. But, but first... Let's brace ourselves for a fingering from Lucy B. Freeman and her week in Cambridge. We began the week with Bert losing his voice. He's clearly got the same bug as Kathy, Jamie and Carol Toboggan. But he's all right because Peggy stepped in. She loves lecturing people and doing it from a pulpit is even better. She left fingernail finger marks. She left fingernail marks down the side of it as Alan tried to haul her out. So Matt has now actually gone, allegedly. Lillian came into his hotel room and discovered a suitcase in the corner. A little voice came from it. I did it all for you, Puscat. Lillian decided to dob Matt in to the old Bill. In the end, she gave him an hour. I don't know why she bothered. He only ever takes three and a half minutes. Pip and Toby are no longer friends with benefits. They are now just friends. And the benefit is we don't have to listen to them snogging. And anyway, Alfie sounds much better, largely because he's completely silent. Ed donned his superhero cape yet again to bail out Johnny, who'd forgotten that Diesel makes the tractor go brum brum. Ed, I put the pointy metal thing in a big tractor and it's not making a noise. I've broken the tractor, Ed. It's a diesel. Brilliant. Karina, understandably, gave Ian and Adam the bums rush, having walked into what appeared to be a total madhouse featuring two massive divas having a hissy fit and a small hospitality manager wailing about the police. Karina decided that Ambridge was too far away. From what? Yeah, well, the thing is, right, the baby's going to be in my stomach and I'm like not going to be in Ambridge and you're going to be in Ambridge, so that's why I can't have the baby thing for you. Anyway, okay, thanks, bye. Ian, <laughs> who has gone from having nothing bigger to worry about than his meringues going chalky, is now living in a world where his husband goes around decking gangsters in car parks and is now facing a manslaughter charge. He's not taking it terrifically well, as you'd expect, and is taking it out <laughs> on his sous-chef, Bailey, who rather than spend any time with Ian, was having all his teeth pulled out. Oh, abscesses can be crippling, said Adam cheerily. He's sounding more and more like bloody Eeyore every time he opens his mouth. He even managed to say, another cup of coffee, and made it sound like someone announcing the Black Death. Anyway, Roy's eternal search for a mother figure has ended up firmly focused on Lexi. He went through Haley, a woman so maternal she's a walking breast, on to Elizabeth, who had a bit of a naughty Norland nanny thing going on, had a bit of a pop at Auntie Cardboard, but she misunderstood and thought he was collecting for an erectile dysfunction support group, and finally settled on Lexi. Firm, sensible, mature Lexi. Roy called in into the staff room to have a go at him, and Lexi elbowed the door open and promptly went batshit. Ian was slightly staggered as she's only been there three weeks, 
weeks and he wasn't expected to be savaged by a Bulgarian border terrier. Roy sat in the corner going, Mom, shut up, you're embarrassing me. Justin's back from wherever he's been and he's very cross. Lily and I really am quite annoyed. You've got me involved with some very nasty boys and they've been rude to my friend Latif and now he won't let me go to his house in the summer vac. Peggy has been hanging out with Nolitando, just chilling that. She's transferred all Peggy's music onto Peggy's iPhone, giving her an eighth of weed, a bottle of vodka, Red Bull and a couple of E's. Then they went down the lols to sit by the bird feeders and drink white lightning. Peggy's got a new hoodie and then they went robbing from the shop and got a phone case and a copy of Good Housekeeping by mistake. Auntie Cardboard having done absolutely sod all for decades, has now gone completely berserk and decided to invest her little all in Melling Equestrian, based on Hugo Melling winking at her from across the room. We spent an exciting 10 minutes at the station with Harrisment and Juliet Bravo. Mom was very impressive. Constable, she said, have you got enough to make an attempted murder stick? There was an attempted murder stick, shouted Harrisment excitedly. What's that? Then Juliet Bravo took Adam into the police station and told him he was going to be recorded at twice the speed as they all had things to do later. We got a surprise visit at the vicarage. Usha appeared. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm surprised to see you, said Alan. I'd forgotten I was married, but I should have known you'd pop back up again as there's a legal case in the offing. Alan has made the staggeringly dense decision to put on a show that no one wants to watch, featuring people who don't want to be in it. Finding the script is the hard bit, said Alan brightly. No, no, Alan, it's really not. How long have you been in Ambridge? How many of these bloody pantomimes have you seen? How many people have you cancelled through the aftermath of the death threats issued by Linda when they refused to learn 14 pages of blank verse and deliver it while dressed as a penguin? No one cares, Alan. Shouldn't you be more concentrating on the whole Christianity thing? What with it being Christmas and that? Little baby cheeses in the manger and Kira dressed up as Mary and Georgie with his hand in the collection plate. Also, Alan, it's Sleeping Beauty. Nothing happens. Actually, actually, I can see how this is relevant to Ambridge now. Basically, it's a story of a woman who has a perfectly nice life until she gets involved with a little prick. It's the Lillian Bellamy story. The end. <laughs> oh, that was actually tied up. I like that. Thank you very much, Lucy. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a pleasure, my love. Mm. Oh, I do love your jollies, so to speak, whether they're in a hedge or not. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to say <laughs> Lexi hasn't, isn't laughing as much at the moment, but I, I do mm-hmm. like her. She's not. She's shouting quite a lot. Was she? But the thing that was completely out of order, though. What was she even doing in that meeting? I mean, but what was she doing? You know, because you you have a sim. I know it's nothing. Well, it's sort. You sort of have a similar job to Roy, don't you? Kind of. What bonking Bulgarian colleagues? No. Ish. <laughs> No, right, that's your, minute, that's not your minute. job. That's your hobby. Yes. But as a job... I'm just pouring some whiskey because I'm, I'm, if I'm going to get a stiff talking to, I must have a stiff drink at the same time. <laughs> um, I mean, would you, if you were about to tell off a member of staff, would you just haul in a random other... Your girlfriend? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on, watch this. Look how hard I am. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was really the first thing I've got um, what, the bloody I, I really don't understand. <laughs> who's, the, who's the fucking line manager there? I mean, everyone's managing everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Chefs are notoriously difficult, and Ian is. Uh, Ian is changing. Uh, in my experience, it's changing. But Ian is Ian is quite a pussycat, really. So, um, 
The worst that Ian's done has been a bit grumpy and fucked up the ordering, which to me is a regular day for most chefs. So, I mean, what's going wrong? I mean, so what? He heated up um, something to, to uh, just below the point of uh, the, the centre of the sun, and someone burnt their mouth. We should have blown on it first. I mean, lots of stuff is piping. I mean, oh, oh, oh. anyway, I understand why they did that, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the fact that Ian's getting a bit antsy and stressy it's just it just is the, the structure and the lines of management at grey gables is, is all over the place but i guess that's because caroline's dead uh, and um oliver's not there and and you know kirsty's still f- sorting out plimsolls and flip-flops or whatever <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> folding flip-flops <laughs> and then you know oh I tell you, so um, before i forget fucking hell sirs is opening this week have you got your invitation did you hear that little that little gem dropped in there that Sirs Rose is opening this week? You know, everyone's going to bugger off there. I, I thought that had been kicked into touch, but no, it's 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 not. Do you want to say, shall we, um, shall we um, have some caller in us? Yeah, that's what the show's all about. Hello, Ambridge3962. Right, first on the list is, uh, well, is our old friend Glyn Fullerlove. Shall we hear what he has to say? Yay. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. Haven't called in for a few weeks. Uh, it's nice to be uh, nice to be back, having an opportunity to call in again. It's a Friday morning. Um, during the weeks I've been away, the rather slow-running Matt, Lillian, Justin love triangle um, mutated into a rather slow-moving police procedural. Um, <laughs> it feels like a bit of bindweed that's strangling everything else in the Ambridge Garden. Um, it would be nice if someone could cut it out, but I suspect it's going to carry on growing until at least Christmas. Uh, but we'll just have to put up with that. I noticed last night there was a... Um, Nick was put into the frame. Apparently she's very stressed and can't um, take part in the... Uh, speed watch and uh, I suspect that's just another red herring but all will make it it come clear in due course Um, I was looking at the excellent um, uh, character statistics on the website the other day and the one that uh, I always look at the people who haven't appeared in uh, 2017 to date and one of them is Richard Locke and I don't well well, what's become of Richard Locke he was Mm. brought back um, had a little bit of a Love interest, uh, almost a love triangle with Shula and Elizabeth. Seemed there was some interesting stuff. He had a sort of um, troubled teenage daughter, and this all just petered out, and he's disappeared completely. And you think, well, what was the point of bringing him back just for that? Um, so it would be, uh, it would be interesting if he could come back into it, or or if they could explain that, oh, no, he's gone back to Manchester or something like that. Rather, It's another <laughs> of these loose ends that your excellent uh, emailer in the last week, uh, Colin, was uh, picking up on. Anyway, my two minutes are almost up. Thank you very much for the podcast and good wishes to all in. Oh, well, he just stopped. I don't know. They were he up did, yeah. He got cut off. Locky, docky, locky. Where has he gone? Well, do you know, one of my theories about things like this yes. is that they... If you're going to have a theory, I'm drinking beer, so I'm going to have my wasabi peas. Oh, while lovely. You're, while They're you're lovely, sleeping. aren't they? But you've got to be careful with your dentures, yes, so haven't you? Because you, you, have. can, you can break Every your upper plate if you're not careful. 
And also, every so often, usually when I'm on a quite an important phone call and I'm called upon to speak, and then I get a really, really hot one, and it just makes me down your receiver. It's never a good thing, is it? So, my theory is that um, (laughs) they get these folks in, these actor types in, and they put them on a three month contract or whatever, and then their story starts to develop uh, because they've taken an option on them, and then they've got some more work elsewhere, so they can't come back. So, they're, they're sort of left dangling for that reason. Occam's razor. You all right there? Okay, bloody hell. You've got to be careful. You don't want to get lead poisoning. No, you can't. And there's no lead in pencils. I should know that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'd quite like to see Docky Locky coming back. But, you know, Alistair and Shula are perfectly primed for a re-emergence for him to come stepping forth with his warmed stethoscope. Let's now listen to Jane and her epiphany. Hi there, um, Jane here, a new caller in a row. I can't remember when I started listening to The Archers. It was always on in the background. First thing I remember is Ruth having that on-off, not really affair years and years and years ago, so that kind of dates me. I'm just calling in with a plot prediction. It. I had an epiphany last week, didn't get around to calling in. Now, I'm kind of a bit on the fence. But anyway, I think Lexi is going to have Ian and Adam's baby. Uh, I thought it as soon as she had that rather odd conversation with Roy where he was feeling all guilty about messing up the surrogate. And I thought, oh, here we go. He's going to try and make things uh, better. Uh, This week, she's had that big stand-up row with Ian, which is kind of setting up some kind of strange, gay, straight, unresolved sexual tension mix thing, (laughs) which is going to manifest itself with sensible, straightforward Lexi saying, I'll have the baby. Um, Might have some kind of Brexit thing where she has to leave the country when she's pregnant. Roy's going to get all weird about it, but also be trying to do the right thing. Anyway, that's my plot prediction. Let's see what happens. More like Brexit rather than Brexit. Jesus, Jane, you have a fur. Well, I imagine Ian's got a turkey baster knocking around in the kitchen. At, he must at, have that's the one Helen used, wasn't it? She would just give it oh, a quick right. rinse; it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> the thing, the, the, um, Gosh. A Lexi is too old because <gasps> yeah, I think she, she's the same age as Roy. So she's late late thirties, early forties. You think? Well, he has an 18-year-old daughter, which he had... Yeah, she's. I think she's too old for a surrogate. And if you had somebody whose stay in the country is uncertain, I don't think you'd pick them as a, as, a, as a surrogate because you wouldn't be able to bank on the fact that they'd be around for long enough. And more importantly, Roy cannot pimp his girlfriend out as a surrogate to ease his own conscience, surely. Should we have Martin now? Hello, all Dumpty Dum listeners and Dumpty Dummers. This is Martin Whitecross from Leeds in West Yorkshire. Leeds, yeah. Well, I've been listening to the Archers now for quite a while. I've heard it since I was a child. And I think the scenes that are happening just now, well, it's very dramatic, especially Matt being run down. But anyway, forget Matt. Who done it? Well, I think it was Justin, and I do think this would be really dramatic. They go, they get married, say, the 22nd of December. 
So the wedding could start, this is a plot prediction, the wedding could start as usual. Then Harrison could creep up behind the groom and say, if it's him and it is. So as soon as the uh, registrar (laughs) says, uh, you may now, if you do not declare, if you do not wish for the couple to be married, you may now confess it. Harrison could then step in and say, Justin Elliott, I'm arresting you for attempted murder. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned, etc., etc. I think it should happen in front of the whole congregation because it would be so dramatic. And I think it would finish off the storyline. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye, Martin. Lovely to (laughs) hear you. Thank you for ringing in. The the artist does have a bit of, of form for... Um, you know, at the altar <gasps> yes, moments, doesn't it? It does. It does. They c- surely they can't do another, you know, falter at the altar. Yeah. It's not gonna happen this wedding, is it? It's so not gonna happen. I mean they've got they've got a month to sort this shit out, and it normally takes people that long to figure out the bloody seating plan for the buffet. Never mind, you know, rebuilding trust convincing the you know when the bride has accidentally embroiled her fiance in an enormous pyramid horse selling scheme for a fictional costa rican race course i mean you know <laughs> when you put it that way um it's not just deciding yeah. whether or not to have prawn volavant is it really i mean oh gosh yeah she hasn't chosen a dress never mind uh the color scheme or the flowers so it yeah the, no it, no, it's all over. If it does happen, happening. it won't be happening on the on the twenty second of December or whenever it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, is that a bad thing? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. I I no, uh, I don't think so. As soon as you know, I I was I was feeling sympathy with him a bit, and then as soon as he said my house, I thought get out of it. When you put it that way, um, I did. Oh gosh. Tell you what, thank fuck. We've got we've got another caller in we can use to get out of this. All right, three, two, one. Lord Louise. Oh, I love you so much. Thank God for you. Hello there, every gosh darn Dumpty Dumber, and all the ones who make Dumpty Dum possible. Thanks for being great. This is Lord Louise with a uh, just a little response to this week's episodes. First of all, on Sunday's episode, the great leaving of Matt. I think Lillian did the right thing in the end for yep. her. She did love him in her own way, and giving him an hour's lead was enough. It was enough to assuage her sentimentality, enough to keep Matt out of jail so he can come back later and be an interesting asshole. But she's still being honest, and she's still saying really goodbye to him for good. While I was listening with my mom, neither of us could stop rolling our eyes every time Matt said, I did it for you. Ugh. And then on Wednesday's episode, I want to know who is this new silent Alfie fellow and where can I find him to kick him in the shins? He has all the appeal of someone Ruth thinks of as suitable for Pip. Ugh. I like that Pip is using this handsome farming nerd as a wake-up call to the fact that she has other options. Beyond having a pathologically casual boyfriend, she feels she has to hide from her entire immediate family. Also, my mom said that episode made it perfectly clear to her why the cow wanted to kick (laughs) Pip in the face. She's just that annoying. That's it from me for this week. I hope everyone is well and happy and all that great stuff. Rock and roll. Cheery bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Pathologically casual. (laughs) Quite safe. 
yeah, she's quite a sage person, our Lord Louise, isn't she? But I don't know whether whether I think Lord Louise is channeling her own mother though, because oh. she just keeps quoting her. But all the bits that are absolutely bang on are, are she says, "My mum said this." But um, I think your mum is absolutely right, Lord Louise. Yeah, uh, I can completely see why the cow wanted to smack Pip in the face because I think many of us. Many of us would need to form an okay. orderly queue. Okay, I'm go- I'm going to have to uh, part company with with that particular point of view. And I think people are being too mean to Pip. Silence. Okay, I was expecting <laughs> that. But, yeah. Well, you, you, you work with people on a regular basis. Most people are egregious. She's fine. She's okay. Yeah, she's a bit of a you know whatever. But she's not. She's a. She's not crazy. She's not vindictive. No. She's a bit, you know, whatever up herself, but she's she's what, twenty four. I think she, I think she's like twenty eight. She's older, isn't she? I thought she was slightly older than that. She's barely been back from university. Yeah. two or three years has she? It feels like longer. It was only <laughs> it was only a couple of months ago that she was hanging around with hanging around with Jude, wasn't it? Yeah, just, God. I think, I think we because she's the, put us through so much. That's why we decided. Yes, and I think it is a trait of. Of, it's a bit like Helen, you see. Yeah, you have sympathy with her, but then you resent her for putting you through. Yeah, that. victim blaming. I oh, shut up every time she says. Whatever it is, however sensible. Morning, <laughs> Mum. Oh, shut up, Helen. I think it's the trait, and it's 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 a definite characteristic of an archer's listener, a long-term archer's listener, is that we are misanthropic. We we loathe most of the characters on the archers. <laughs> we do. Come on, and that's the point of it. Well, if you, I know that I know that if you say to an archer's person, "Who's your favourite character?" they have to think. And if you say, "Who do you? Who would you kill first? There's like la 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 la. Give me a shotgun because at least I can take two of them out at once. A smart bomb. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, and it, it it it's quite clever in that. In that the show's quite clever in that you're. Your most hated character changes from time to time. That I, when I first started listening, I loathed Linda, and and then I I I I, I grew to to like her. I wouldn't say love, but yeah. like her. And then 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 affection, yes, affection crept in, and now that relationship is dying again. Uh, but you know, Tom, I, I sort of liked Tom for a little bit. I think I think it was when he was testing the the pork stroganoff. Four and a half years ago, um, but now, well, he's he's disappeared. But now he's a prick. Um, David, I've always, I have to say, I've always quite liked David. In, not, not, I didn't think he'd be a best mate, but he's never done anything to really, really piss me off. Apart from that weird thing where, where, yeah. where he looked at the toy farm. Yeah, you could tell he didn't want to do that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you could feel the waves of discomfort coming from the, the wireless. Yeah, quite yeah, frankly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there we go. I mean, who do you I, I'm, who do you like at the moment? Who do you hate? And it can't be obvious people. It can't be mad. What do you mean? Because it you can't be your, obvious people. You, because because there is a, it's often for irrational reasons that we that we despise people in real life, and irrational reasons that we despise people on the arches. Mm. Oh. God. See, I have absolutely no fucking sympathy whatsoever for, for Auntie Cardboard. You know what? I wish I wish they'd, they'd lowered that changing <laughs> room on the fucking top of her. Just crushed her underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Where did that come from? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
like on the Wizard of Oz when the thing lands on the wing, just her boot poking out from underneath. Uh, I really don't. Jolene. I always like Jolene. No. When she says, Lillian, she's the only person who can kind of, you know, she, you can, you can, because we all want to take William, uh, take uh, Lillian warmly by the throat and shake her till her teeth fall out. And, you know, jo- you actually get the sense that Jolene is quite close to really doing that. Only because she loves her. Uh, um, we love yeah. Lillian um, and we're, we're frustrated by her, her yeah. lack of uh, brain cells at the moment. Yes, yeah. sense, common basic, sense. bloody common sense. Exactly. So that's yes. the one you love. Who's the one you hate? Um, oh, I think, oh, you see, I want to say Shula, but everybody does. I think, <gasps> I think really? I'm finding Why? Lexi very irritating. Not as much as Alicia. Yeah. Not as much as Alicia. I know Alicia. you love her. But, um. Because she's gone off to. Going no, off to bury her mother. She's not in it, is she? Because she's Why are we doing looking after voices? dead people. Yeah. How long well. does that take? <laughs> how does that? T- how long does that take to bury your mother? Not very long. <laughs> exactly. So you throw the soil on. Well, it depends whether you're doing it yourself. Obviously, if you're doing it yourself, it takes bloody ages. But I mean, I presume he's got some sort of administrator managing all that stuff. But um. Uh. Yeah, no, I think Lexi, because she's just marched in and is taking over, and I don't like that. Probably because I do it quite a lot myself. So <laughs> it kind of makes me think. Okay. Oh, that's really interesting. That is really interesting. And, and that's true in, in real life, isn't it? That we often yeah. loathe and react yeah. more yeah. to people who remind us of yeah, ourselves. Of our own appallingness. Which is why I'm slightly irritated by Kenton from time to time, apparently. Oh, are you a secret Kenton? Quite possibly. I, I do what the aspect of you is Kenton-ish? Uh, I... I Oh, you love a microphone, don't you? Yes. You would be Mr. Loudhaler, yeah, wouldn't exactly. you? Any bloody you know, I, I was I think, oh, should I say that? No, I shouldn't. But, and then you said it for me, so thank you very much. Yeah. And that's been pointed yeah, out by, by right. friends of mine uh, who pointed that out. When I'm doing the pub quiz yeah, at, at, the, at the Marsh Harrier, I, I, I go Kenton-esque, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you imagine you're pushing people out of the way to get to the microphone and to get near the loud hailer. And... But I'm, I'm better with money than Kenton. Mm. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you could be a lot worse, really, could you? <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that aspect Unless of you were actually Kentonese. anti-cardboard, you could not right. be a lot Kentonese. So who, who do you think you are most like in the arches? I, I, I've bared my soul. Lillian. I was going to say I think you're more like Lillian. Lillian. Yeah. Oh, that's why I love you so much. Yeah. Oh, they are related, oh. though, aren't they? Somehow by marriage. Somehow. Kenton doesn't love Lillian. Right, shut up. Stop talking now. Let's do the email. The okay. email. An emailer in the room. Uh, it's Welsh Witch. She said, what if Justin knew of and was in on the race course scam? <gasps> If he found out about Matt's deception, that would be another reason to want him out of the way. I think Justin could be in financial trouble. Did he invest as well? And a suitcase full of cash could be just what his bank balance needs. But there again, I'm probably talking a load of... You just put lots of asterisks. That could be bollocks. I don't know. Yes. No, it's too short to be consoled. Thanks for the show and thanks, Royfield, for the restaurant tips. Who knew Royfield gave restaurant tips? Does he do that? 
You never well, give me any. Yes, Royfield's Restaurant Tips. It's a new podcast available on iTunes. Have you not listened? <laughs> Ten US <laughs> restaurant tips. I did not know about this. <laughs> this is open to a so, whole um... new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, did, no, I can't say that. Um, yeah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> All right, so I said it. So a friend of mine said, said, said suggested that we do um, a, a podcast yeah. together. No, no, the, the, this person and I do a podcast where, whereby we go on a date together, and and uh, so we Me go and out you. and we review the restaurant, and then. <laughs> oh yes, that's exactly what this person said. Yes. Anyway, coming coming soon. So and then you go home and leave the light on, and then we can review the rest of it. <laughs> oh Lord! I literally do not know what to say. <laughs> I think it's about time we took an ad break now, don't you? <laughs> right. We'll be back after this short message. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime that often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Hi, I'm Kate Madakani Aldridge. For now, anyway. I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Home. As a client of Spiritual Home, you've already shown that you're someone with an enlightened aura. Someone better, like me. So... I'd like to suggest that you also support Dumpty Dum at patreon.com. If you do, you can get their extra content. It's the actual meaningful stuff. 
not the usual drivel. It doesn't matter how much you sponsor them for. I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. Okay, patreon.com. And, obviously, if you ever need a vaginal steaming, you know where I am. Blessings. Now, I know a lot of listeners will be disappointed that we haven't played a Witherspoon caller in audio clip this week, won't they, Lucy? They'll be devastated. But you're in for a treat, because... We have a special guest star. How did we persuade him to do this, for God's sake? What? (laughs) How did we persuade him? The man's a professional. We've said, oh, by the way, would you mind just reading out all our social media? (laughs) (laughs) God love him. (laughs) No no one he works with, though, he does it. Anyway, so um, in lieu of uh, Wispin calling in, uh, or or us playing his caller in, um, here he is doing the social medias. I'm a fucking chicken. Anyway, this is how it should have gone. Greetings, Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, as Yoko Bear is teaching a course in a castle haunted by the ghost of Nigel. I'll be stepping into his big shoes to do the social media roundup this week. It's been quiet on the forum, but Adrienne Covarrubias of Alameda, California, home of baseball's Oakland A's, did resume a thread that never seems to go away. What of Pip and Toby? She is steadfast in her belief that they will get back together, and that this is all a bit taming of the shrewish. But I ask, who's the shrew in this couple. I think that we just heard the door gently close on their relationship. Who knows, maybe we haven't seen the last of that nice lad Matthew, or we'll all be singing the praises of Alfie. Meanwhile, our Facebook page, now with 1,680 Liker Lurkers, was sizzling this week. Millie Bell and I presented two contrasting views of Peggy. MB is not one of her fans, considers her bossy and ungrateful. While I, though I'm not in love with her parenting style, do know that Peggy is like many mothers who are harder on their children than they are on others. Lillian actually quoted her mum when she confronted Matt on his criminal behavior. There were many other opinions expressed. Among them were Amanda Q and Christina Vining, who are big supporters of Peggy, whereas Dave Harding and Al Williams are not. Dave called Peggy a self-serving old hag, while Al noted she is a bossy old bat who treats her children like servants. <laughs> Martin Vanden Heuvel pointed out that Nolatando affectionately calls Peggy Gogo. That relationship does appear to be sweet and is softening both of their hard edges. My favorite response was from Leslie Greaves, who said, Peggy is a rich, autocratic old lady. What's wrong with that? It's my ambition. Millie Bell asked us whether Adam should be panicking and noted that the police should never try to fit him up, or as we say in America, frame him. Many disagreed and are worried that the wrong person could be arrested. Paul Dishman wondered whether he should have had a solicitor with him in the police station. Ben Johnson added, Adam never underreacts to anything. Every stub toe or splinter is announced as a terminal diagnosis. Ah, so true. Another post from Millie Bell that made me chuckle aloud was, Justin did not have his happy pants on today, did he? Valerie Bayless did not blame him because from his point of view, Lillian appeared to have chosen Matt over him. Both Gordon Bavard and Chris Walsley wondered whether he left them at Miranda's. <laughs> Millie Bell also expressed contrasting views of Lexi. First, she asked whether Lexi would possibly be the surrogate for Adam and Ian, and then took her to task for overstepping her boundaries in workplace management. Many people initially agreed with the notion of Lexi being a good choice of surrogate, but I thought exactly as Royfield did, that it should be someone from outside the village and also suggested Kaz. Karen Hodgson is still sticking with Kate. 
I say, God forbid to that. And in response to Lexi's interference with Roy's chat with Ian, I pointed out that the table of organization at Gay Grables is very confusing. And Martin Vanden Heuvel expressed his frustration in Kathy frequently being mentioned in any workplace discussion there, but she remains missing in action. Let's start a new social media meme. Bring back Kathy and her son, too. Well, I've come to the end of my social media musings. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Talk to you all soon. Well, you did very well there. And I think it's, it's, it's quite right. I think Kathy, Kathy's got to come back at some stage, hasn't I she? Know. It, well, I don't know. But it's going to, it's, when, when she does come back, if and when she does come back, it will be like someone's found sugar. <laughs> I mean, it will just be, it, they can't just go, oh, hi, Kathy, as she walks through. It's got to be a, oh, my God, it's Kathy. And we've got to have a special feature. And the announcer's got to say something. And it's going to be a huge thing. I think it will be, think uh, Kate Bush would be uh, Wuthering Heights. It's me and Kathy. I've come home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best, the best action we could take. Uh, any rug up, as we say in Yorkshire, is it about time we heard about this week's tweets? Yes, I think it is. Um, we have Victoria Seller, who's had Toby saying, Pip, we've had some great times. And the listener's going, how come we couldn't have heard some of them? <laughs> Very good. Victoria Littler had Lexi saying, what if Kathy finds out? And Roy saying, who the fuck is Kathy? <laughs> uh, Rutha Ian, this is a stand up and applaud. Johnny used to love tractors, but now he's not so keen. He's an extractor fan. <laughs> I love a good pun, and that's a very good pun. Well done. It is good. It is good. Uh, so, Duckling Tuft took on the interrogation of the um, of the uh, Hunt Ball attendees. How were your movements the night of the Hunt Ball? Flower Power Gardening <laughs> put hashtag loose. <laughs> and um, Alternate Archer had Lexi. Uh, who, who gives a little rundown on the situation after the end of every episode and, and, and Lexi said Roy very stressing he may be worry about Ian but maybe also about chat we have last night I tell him no more flapjacks in bedroom and he sulks he smell like hobnob when making intimates <laughs> <laughs> who would eat a you know flapjack in bed? Roy would smell like a hobnob Roy would smell like a hobnob even if he hadn't been eating hobnobs. You reckon? He's just that sort of bloke. He'd smell like fabric conditioner. Oh, people who smell of fabric conditioner. No, no, that, no. Because mm. I think... Sexless. Absolutely <sighs> sexless. Well, I won't go near him then. Anyway, he probably lights the light off. <laughs> I'm editing that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It's up to Royfield and he won't. <laughs> As I said. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Depends which of us sends it over to him first, though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's me again. Hurrah. If you like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site, or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Marvellous. And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203-031-3105. That's 0203-031-3105 to leave a message. And you can find Royful and Lucy at Dumpty Dum, and that's at Dumpty Dum, all one word on Twitter. And Lucy is at Lucy B. Freeman, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And that's it. Bye, all. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.